This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Well, disturbing. I've had a revelation. Oh, my goodness. What is that? Well, we had our family. uh, We get together every Sunday night and play cards and share a meal and a lot Mm -hmm. of laughs. And, you know, it's just a thing we've always done to uh, make sure we see each other every week and see all the kids and stuff. And it's good. Right. But we usually play cards. A lot of times we play scum, which is what we were playing tonight. Though you might Mm -hmm. know this game is assholes and presidents, but we've always Mm -hmm. called it scum. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a good night for me. Usually I hang pretty close to the top and win a lot of the hands, and I did not. You I was in a bad spot from the beginning. Yeah. But the last hand, I had a particularly bad hand. Just all really low cards, nothing going for me. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that I <laughs> stole an ace off the discard pile. <laughs> Cheated. To try to help my station in life. But then I realized that I had passed to my husband who was sitting next to me and he was going to catch me because he would know that I didn't pass him any aces, but I played an right. ace. So I hissed at him, keep your mouth shut if you know what's good for you. Yeah. You know, like you do. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. And, and he didn't really. And then towards the end of the game, he completely screwed me by playing three eights that I totally <laughs> didn't expect. Yeah. Do you want to know where those eights came from? Did he steal those? He stole those from me. When I was in the bathroom, he sorted through my hand and stole all my eights. And (laughs) he did. Screwed me. Yeah. Screwed all of us. I had no Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Well. Well, that was the last nail in the coffin for me. Cheating buggers. Yeah. Yeah, he admitted it in the car. (laughs) And I am shook. Jackass. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am also shook. Yeah, shooketh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So keep an eye on him. Yeah, he steals all the eights. Absolutely. And maybe don't leave the discard pile in front of me if I'm losing that bad. <laughs> I'm thinking. Are you hearing me okay? Because you're cutting out in my ear, but sometimes that's my Bluetooth. So yeah, you're good. I'm not struggling. Okay, so we're probably fine. It's probably just okay. my Bluetooth. Okay. Just okay. checking. All right. Well, now I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you can be shook as too. We yeah. Other Definitely. than that, I'm completely fine. Yeah. Well, okay. And I know you're about to kick us off with some WTF news. So let's get to it. <laughs> yes, I am. You may be familiar with the Villages. It is a an enormous mm-hmm. retirement community in Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, only people over a certain age can live in. And 
you know, a lot of people like to retire in Florida that are coming from cold places, but there's mm -hmm. a really hard situation that's been going on there. There's mm -hmm. going to be some really st stiff penalties for this one. Uh -oh. And let me tell you all about it. So this gentleman right here, his name is Reginald Odell Kinser. And okay. allegedly, Reginald, uh, he kind of wanted to be a drug dealer of sorts. Oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. He managed to acquire a large amount of erectile dysfunction drugs. No. <laughs> no. Oh. What? That uh, he was peddling to the other, uh, you know, gentleman that lived in the villages. Uh, you know, illegally, because you have to have a doctor's prescription. Uh, right. And it's really been quite the scandal at the villages. A, a second look at Reginald turns out this is not the first time he's been in trouble for drugs. Are you serious? Oh, my hell. This apparently has been a bit of a thing for him. Now, court records show that he had planned to redistribute the drugs to others locally and outside of the state of Florida. So he was really trying to uh, to sling them. <laughs> now, yeah, apparently he has been in trouble before for uh, multiple drugs. Uh, psilocybin, marijuana, mm, and... That's mushrooms. Yeah, and MDMA. Oh. And had probation in 2021. But he's moved on to the hard stuff. <laughs> And that, that's what's up. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, truly, Reginald, I mean, people shouldn't use stuff like that. Unless their doctor gives it to them because it can give them a heart attack. So, it's right. Safe, like, you it's know. not safe to just take without knowing if you're supposed to take it. Well, what if, uh, what if you don't know that if you've had an erection for more than four hours, you're supposed to go to the hospital? I mean, who, who doesn't know that now? <laughs> I know that, and that's not ever going to be a problem for me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, he's facing brand new charges. So, Reginald, I think it's safe to say you're a failed drug dealer. You should get out of the game now. This is definitely not going to be your shtick. And it's over, pal. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. I know that was hard to hear. But <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> oh. And with that, well, they can't be soft on crime in the villages. <laughs> no flaccid response from law enforcement there. No. <laughs> I could do terrible. this all night. Probably yeah, shouldn't. Me yeah. too. Probably should, yeah. <laughs> I know some of our commenters will have some that are even better than ours. I know this because you guys, you guys are brilliant and hilarious, and I know we'll yeah. get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Okay. Well. So a couple of cases have come up for me this week that I wanted to talk about in relation to school shootings. One, some good news, 
one, some strange news that I think maybe we need to have a conversation about. So first, let's talk about a foiled school shooter. Because I love stories like this. Yeah. Because I do genuinely believe we are getting better at paying attention as, as, a, as a populace mm. and as the police, getting better at paying attention and catching things. So Henry Horton IV is from Palm Beach, Florida. And he is currently in jail on a $1 million bond. He was pulled over at the end of September, the 27th, I think, for a routine traffic stop because he had a headlight out, I believe. Um, and when they talked to him and asked him where he was headed, he said he was driving to a church in Miami where he planned to conduct reconnaissance work. First, before he was going to then go on a stabbing spree there later. He actually told ah. the police that. Holy shit. Yeah. So in um, searching his car, because obviously they arrested him and had some major concerns. In searching his car, they found a bunch of really disturbing notes. Because apparently everybody's got to write this shit down, right? Uh-huh. He had planned to kill everyone at OHS, which is uh, Okeechobee High School. Okay. This is the school that he graduated from a year before, a year ago. Mm-hmm. He also made threats um, in the things that he had written to kill at least 10 people, including an administrator at the high school. Mm. Um, and he was planning to do that when he turned 22, which is in 2026. Police also found um, drug paraphernalia in his car, and they found three fillet knives, which I find really scary. Our dad had one. I have it now. And they are extremely sharp. They're used to fillet fish. And he did have those weapons on him. Um, When the police questioned him, he did say that, yes, he wrote those manifestos. Uh Um, He did some of the things he wrote targeted his family and shooting up churches in North Carolina, and also shooting at a United Nations building. And he said that he intended, yeah. He said he intended to do this by purchasing an M1911 handgun and an AK-47. Now the good news is he hadn't even bought those guns yet. He had the knives and he clearly had a plan to go stab people at a church, but he had not bought the guns. Yeah. He talked about um, that he had conducted a recon mission at Marjorie Stone, Stoneman Douglas High School. Oh, my God. Um, because he had some interest in that school shooting. Of course, we know that happened in 2018. Um, but what the police actually did is they put him on a 72-hour mental health hold and put him in a psychiatric hospital first. Mm-hmm. While they figured out what the hell they were dealing with and also to just confirm his safety. Right. For now, sure. with all of this information, he's still got some family coming to his defense. And I think that this is a place we can learn a lot. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have a lot to learn. So he had been living with his stepmother. Her name is Alicia. Um, and he'd actually, she was one of the people he'd threatened to kill and some of the things that he, he had written. Oh, gosh. And uh, she said that he, she wasn't afraid of him and that he was being misunderstood due to his struggles. 
Um, however, she threw him out of her house in April um, and clearly was keeping herself safe from him. Uh-huh. And all of this started in about May um, after she kicked him out. Uh-huh. And that one of the things that he wanted to do was going on go on a killing spree to get back at her. Um, police asked him, you know, why he thought that this would help him to get revenge. And he said it would prove I lost my mind or something. Oh, this man boy. is having a really serious mental health break. Yeah. Um, his mother, Marcy, um, said that he was a good kid who would have never followed through on those threats. Although I think we can beg to differ considering what he had told the police's plans were. Well, and lots of people after crimes like this say, I can't fathom him doing something like that. I had no idea something yeah. like this would happen. Those are just words. Right. You just, you, they don't know. And obviously he was having some serious mental health issues going down. Right. Very clearly. And, and obviously, you know, I'm really glad that the police took this seriously because his family wasn't so much. Although his mother did say that she was not trying to excuse his behavior and that she recognizes that he needs help. Well, good. There's that for sure. I mean, I'm sure um, it's incredibly hard for his family. Yeah, I, I'm sure that it is. But let's not go discounting all of this as though this is, you know. Yeah. This was scary stuff. And this was luck that the police happened to pull him over at the time that they did. And that he told them what his plans were mm-hmm. and that they were able to, you know, get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother actually had a nine millimeter uh, pistol that. Um, her um, right to it has been revoked since he was arrested. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she says she's lost it. He told them that he took it from her. So somewhere there was a gun. Yikes. So he is in police custody in Palm Beach County. Uh-huh. He spent some type, time in a psychiatric hospital. He's actually done a couple of other stays in psychiatric hospitals before now, but the police put him in a hospital on a 72 hour hold first. Um, on the 27th of September, and then they actually arrested him on October 5th when he was released. Okay. Um, which I, I, I think we're starting to get it a little bit more here. So he's got a, a court appearance coming up on November 6th, and obviously there are some very serious allegations against him. However, to our knowledge, he's not actually hurt anyone. Yeah. And I think, you know... The police asked the right questions. They took uh-huh. the things that he wrote seriously. Uh-huh. You know, they they handled this right. They did. And caught this man before he did something bad. And I, uh-huh. I just, I think we have to acknowledge those things. We have to look at the growth that uh-huh. we are seeing and that is happening because it is there. Well, like, and keep is, emulating that. Yeah. Yes. And recognizing that when these kinds of things happen, there is a protocol to follow that can be protective and maybe mm-hmm. we can stop some of these things before they happen. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pleased that he's getting the help that he needs and that yeah. the public is protected from him. And Absolutely. I think there's a lot to learn from the way that this all went down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he went, it also went down safely. He was hospitalized and then arrested. Mm-hmm. He was not harmed and neither was anybody else. I mean, it's best case scenario. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, they're able to deal with him through the legal system in a way that keeps everyone safe as well. Absolutely. But uh, it just makes me happy because I do think 
that we are starting to see some improvement. We've seen several shootings foiled um, by people, you know, saying something. Yeah. And by people taking this stuff seriously, too. Absolutely. It used to be that people made threats like that. Nobody took it seriously. And we just can't do that anymore. Or just like what the stepmom said, that he just has his struggles. He's not really harmful. Yeah, I think maybe you don't know that that's true. Well, but those are exactly the excuses that have been made for people so many times. Exactly. That they did. They did have violence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was a good conversation for us to just have and for people to know. Now I have another school shooter conversation for us to have. Uh There is a school shooter who has an account on TikTok. His name is John W. Romano. A lot of people aren't saying his name because they don't want to give him any more attention. And I agree with that. I'm talking about this not because I want you to go follow him or give him attention at all. But I do want us to have this conversation. Um, This is his TikTok account. He has a quarter of a million followers and 7.1 likes on his videos. Some of his videos have over a million views. Yeah. So he's a fairly significant creator in size. He's certainly a big enough creator to be making money off from his account. We don't know if his account is monetized. We wouldn't, there's no way for us to know that. However, it's very possible that it could be. With those numbers, I would assume it is. Yeah. Right. And so there's quite a conversation going around on TikTok right now within the true crime community, within, um, well, just everybody going, wait a minute, should a convicted school shooter have that kind of a public following? So let me tell you first about what John Romano did back in 2004. Cue the ominous music. Thank you, kitty. Yes, my kitty was following right along. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. So this happened in Albany, uh, in the Albany area at Columbia High School. He was 16 years old. He came to school with a pump action shotgun and about 20 shells of birdshot. That might sound like not that much firepower considering what we have seen in the last few years in school shootings. And it is true. Remember that this was nearly 20 years ago. This was back in 2004. And he had the gun in a bathroom and a, a student came into the bathroom and he pointed the gun at them and, and sent them out of the bathroom. Uh He then stepped out of the bathroom into the hallway and he fired uh, the gun twice. One of the, and you know, birdshot just kind of goes everywhere. Yeah. And it, he didn't hit anyone with those shots, but he did actually knock a baseball cap off the kid, off the head of a kid. Yeah. That very close to. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, before he was walking around the halls, aiming, pointing that gun at people. And the assistant principal saw him and tackled him from behind and took him down. Uh As he was going down, he pulled the trigger and shot the gun uh, one more time. And that uh, he shot the, another teacher that was like running to help this, the school principal in the leg. Uh And that was actually the only person that was harmed in this shooting. Uh Thank God. Yeah. So John Shawchuck is the school principal, the assistant principal 
who tackled him and got the gun away wow. from him. Michael Bennett is a special education teacher, was on his way to help when, as he went down, he pulled the trigger and shot um, Mr. Bennett in the legs with the birdshot. Um, when they, when the police got a hold of him, he had a cache of ammunition, about 20 shotgun shells containing birdshot um, and, and the gun. Uh -huh. So he was sentenced, he took a plea and he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Now, I mean, I want you to think about this. This kid was taken down by uh, school personnel. Uh -huh. He survived it uh -huh. to go to jail. He was 16 yep. at the time. Um, he was given um, a deal. He was known to have a lot of emotional problems, had experienced abuse as a kid. Um, he was depressed and, you know, just didn't really care about life anymore. It's the same kinds of stories that we hear about school shooters all the time. Yeah. Um, there were no metal detectors at that school at the time. This was, a, this was five years after Columbine, um, little, you know, a little early in our terrible history of school shootings Yeah. before a lot of things had changed, but he was, um, he pled guilty and was given 20 years in prison uh -uh. and he was released after 17. So he's been out for four, four or five years, four years, I think now. Uh -huh. And he's now become this public presence on social media with this giant following on TikTok. And there's a real conversation happening now about should he be in the public eye? Should yeah. so many people be listening to him and following him? Now, should so he, many kids be listening and following and him? following him. Now, you'll find if you go look at his account on TikTok that he has turned off all comments on all of his videos. No one can comment. A lot of big creators on TikTok have discovered that he was following them and they've unfollowed and they've blocked him, so he can't follow them. Uh -huh. As a white man, it does appear there's quite a bit of privilege going on here. Uh -huh. He had a short sentence. He's now just out there in the world. And, and he is talking about being a part of the solution. He's talking about, um, you know, he working with law enforcement to help them make sure this never happens again. Those are good things. They're not bad sure. things. And, and he but did pay his debt to society. He did do his he, time. He did. But should he have a platform of influence after the things that he did? Is he a person that we want young people listening to and emulating? He's been criticized for a lot of the things that he talks about. And two of them, I think, are very big. One is that he likes to say that uh, white people have it much harder in the legal system in the U.S. than black people. And we all know that's bullshit. Yeah. And that Ireland. right there is a really big red flag for me. Uh -huh. The other thing that he talks about is experiencing white racism. And the very definition of racism is that it happens to people of minority groups, yeah. people who are marginalized. And a white man in the United States is not a marginalized group at all. No, as not at know. all. So those are two things 
there's lots and lots of stuff we could get into here. He also, interestingly, was working a few years ago at a homeless shelter and was attacked by a black man with his swords and his hands were cut up really badly and he's lost some of the use of his hands. And I, I don't understand. It's like the irony is lost on him now that he is also a victim of a violent crime. Uh-huh. That his presence in the world, there were 1,400 students at Columbia High School that were traumatized by him right. and what he did. For sure. It, it, seems, it seems tone deaf to me that he's out there spreading him his word on this platform, re-traumatizing anyone who comes across his page oh, right. who is aware of who he is. Uh-huh. I mean, why is that okay? He he weighs in on every um, criminal justice and political thing that you can think of. I'm not sure why people are listening to him. And I, and I don't disagree with most of what he has to say. But I think if I were to be listening to someone for wisdom, I don't think this is the person I would go to. Uh, there's a lot of really ugly racism that's been happening um, in the comment sections of his videos, things that are not necessarily getting addressed, or now they're not getting addressed at all, because when um, this went really big in the last couple of weeks, and people have started unfollowing him and, and addressing the fact that it's inappropriate for him to have such a big um, public following, uh-huh. he just turned off all his comments. Yeah. So now he just doesn't have to address this elephant in the room. Uh-huh. This is a conversation I don't know that we've ever had. I kind of doubt yeah. we would have it if he was anything other than a white man. There's a lot of hubris here to uh-huh. think that he should be out there telling anybody else what they ought to be doing. Uh-huh. Entirely. He works with law enforcement and the FBI and stuff like that, he says, and, you know, speaks to them and stuff to he help says. them to better, he says. But I, I think it has been verified has um, that those things have happened. And that kind of stuff, I think, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh-huh. Talk, you know, to help law enforcement, help mental health, help help us understand how do we, you know, identify a kid like him? How do we help them? But after the things that he did and 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 what he represents, why is he, I, it's disingenuous to me to want to be this public, um, to be this much of an influencer. To be an influencer. Yeah. And to potentially be profiting from his crimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, accounts with a quarter of a million followers that have more than you know that have videos with over a million views are accounts that make money that are earning money absolutely and is he profiting from what he's done and is that okay yeah it gives me a sick feeling in my stomach this whole situation does i'll tell you i'm not okay with it at all yeah i'm curious all of you listening and watching i would like to know what you think Let's hear your con. Look, Alexa's trying to tell me what they think. Um, I would really like to know. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. No, she doesn't want to. Stop. No. Um, I'm curious, though, because this is a conversation we need to have. This is the first time I've ever seen this happen. Maybe there are others out there. I don't yeah. know. A lot of them never get out of prison or oh, don't hell, a lot of them never get out of the school. The event. Yeah. Right. So this is new. 
So what do you all think, you know? What do you all think should happen with with uh, someone like Romano? I think it's disquieting because, and the reason I do mostly is looking at kids like Ethan Crumbly and many other school shooters, uh, more recent ones, who lionized earlier school shooters, you know, who looked right. at them like uh, they, they idolized them and they want to be idolized. Right. And I think that having someone like John uh, with this large of a following, especially on TikTok and really any social, but especially on TikTok, where he could have so many kids following him who might actually be idolizing him and his story right. and what he did. And I mean, the racism piece is extremely concerning as well. We have way too much trouble with that in this country as it is and on this planet. Right. And that's incredibly tone deaf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's so tone deaf. But I just, that's what worries me. And I know there will be some argument that he's paid his debt to society and he's trying to do better and we should just let him do that. And I, maybe there's some argument towards that. But to me, I don't think this is somebody who should be serving as a role model. Uh, especially just unfettered out on the internet saying whatever they want to whoever's going to see it and mm -hmm. acting like I'm the good guy now. Hey, hey, I made mistakes. I, I, I'll admit that, but I'm a good guy now. So listen to everything I have to say. I, How do I we know? That. How do we know? Yeah. How do we know? I, I agree. If I was a parent, I would not want my kids follow. Or if I was a parent of kids, younger kids, mm -hmm. I would certainly. I forgot. I am a parent. Uh, you are. You, are, you have three <laughs> but kids, but yeah, there younger kids. I would not want them following this account uh, for lots of reasons, but but particularly that one. It it worries me. I just can't quit thinking about Ethan and how after he shot up his school, how he was asking for his fan mail, and knowing that yeah. he was getting some you know yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff really really worries me that this is not somebody that needs to be setting any kind of an example or serving as right. any kind of a leader or role model for anybody except for perhaps law enforcement and the fbi good on you john for that but right. i think those are the appropriate things to do but why not live yeah. a quiet humble life mm -hmm. making up for the things that you've done throughout your life yeah. Rather than this very public presence. That's the part that I'm very uncomfortable with. Me too. But that's our opinion. And I am very welcome to hear anybody else's. And we can have a respectful mm -hmm. uh, conversation about this in the comments. You don't have to agree with us by any stretch. Mm -hmm. uh, but be kind. And I am very curious to hear what other people have to say about this. Mm -hmm. I am too. Because it's not something that I really have ever thought about. Like that no. this could happen. I think that's that that's part of it is that it's just it's kind of unfathomable. Mm -hmm. But here we are faced with it and now we have to decide societally mm -hmm. what are we going to do with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you for that and I I I I look forward to your comments. I'd like to hear what y'all think about this situation. Yeah. For sure. And with that, Katie, I know you're going to wrap us up with some weird crime. Uh-huh. Well, we were in Florida earlier tonight. Now we're going to go to California. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, that was ominous from my cat yet again. 
<laughs> the cats are on it. You guys. Right. So this happened in Orange County, California last week and a couple of days ago. And someone stole a big work truck and tried to flee in it and ended up in a very slow, slow speed chase with the police. Went on for a hot minute and a lot of people were witnessing this. The news had a helicopter, you know, chasing it very slowly. Uh, apparently it was a big truck that didn't go super fast and the person driving it didn't seem to be super experienced in driving a truck like this. Okay. Had a big boom on top of it. and Oh boy. Yeah. And so they were driving along, you know, basically, and this person was actually using their blinker, like <laughs> driving pretty politely for the most part until they okay. finally got boxed in by a bunch of police cars and then they started using the truck to ram all of the cars out of the way and then sped away as quickly as they could big mark means air quotes and mm-hmm. ended up slamming into a chain link fence driving over an embankment back down onto the freeway while they were dragging a section of fence behind them and <laughs> headed it up on the wrong way down the westbound lanes oh dear and- so there's this ABC reporter that's on, uh, you know, reporting from the helicopter. He just got onto the freeway. Well, he, he uh, finally uh, had to ditch the car and flee on foot. And when they climbed out of the car, their blonde wig went flying as well as one of their shoes. He was a she. And oh. <laughs> lost their shoe and their wig in the foot chase. And ran into a local Denny's and just tried to blend in. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> just sit down and drink a cup of coffee, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. And so the police uh, came running into Denny's. I'm sure they were looking for someone who was missing a shoe oh, and yeah. ended up uh, apprehending her and taking her into custody. And the whole thing just really makes me laugh <laughs> because, <laughs> of course, it was a Denny's, right? If it wasn't a Denny's, right. it would have had to have been a Waffle House for sure. Right. It okay. seems very appropriate. You you know, here on here on the western side of the United States, it would definitely be a Denny's. Mm-hmm. Or on the eastern side, it would be a Waffle House. But yeah, mm-hmm. kind of same same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole uh, vision of this just cracks me up. The slow speed chase. <laughs> dragging the chain link face, or fence with them onto the highway. Right. <laughs> running off and losing your wig and your shoe in the road. <laughs> What the hell kind of criminal was this? Right? <laughs> That's wild. Not not a great one. So Mm-mm. anyway, they're, uh, not uh, a... they had not released the name of the uh, perp or anything at this point, but uh, this story just made me laugh. So sometimes true crime gets too heavy. And mm-hmm. so you notice on our channel, we do a fair amount of crazy crime, WTF crime, creepy crime, because we got to break it up sometimes. I mean, I could truly bring you three episodes a day. Of children being murdered by their parents. I could. Yeah. It's everywhere. And maybe we should, but we're not going to because it gets too heavy. It's too heavy. So we try to break crime up with uh, little lighter stories here and there. And this one just, the visual of it just kills me. So anyway, that's that. Well, thanks. I'll be, I'll be dreaming about a slow speed chase from here on out. (laughs) With with like blonde hair streaming out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
well, I hope we get an update on this. I would really like to know why any of this occurred to begin with. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> what was this oh, it probably about? begins and ends with drugs, but... <laughs> 100%, yes, most likely. All right, well, this is our Tuesday episode. We will be back on Wednesday with another episode and our case updates. And don't, uh, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain, it's our live stream on Facebook and YouTube. Also, don't forget, we're going to be uh, live streaming a watch party of the new uh, <laughs> Lifetime Alec Murdoch production that's coming up Saturday and Sunday night this weekend, which will be uh, October 14th and 15th. Um, watch for details of that. We'll put up some uh, scheduled events that will give you all the details about where to go watch it. And we'll have a live chat going so that we can, uh, you know, talk some shit through it because we're going to need to, it's going to, we might want to turn it into our very own drunkumentary as well. You know, if, if, if you embark, <laughs> probably a great opportunity. Oh, I'm coming with Jen. You know, that's true. <laughs> all the way. So I don't know that chocolate Bailey's you broke out tonight. Was pretty feeling, darn... feeling real sad I gave it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took it home. I had to be sure you didn't get it from me again. I know. <laughs> so we have a lot coming up this week. Also, we believe there is um, a Chad Daybell um, uh, hearing on Tuesday morning. We're going to live stream correct. that if, if we can yeah. find it. Um, uh, iCourt has been down the website, so I can't get all the details about mm. that. But watch for a live stream scheduled for that as well, because we would like to stream that it is a Zoom meeting. So it'll be streaming from the judge's uh, YouTube channel. So we'll be able to stream it and see what the heck's going on there. So yeah, there's a lot of true crime happening this week. So stay mm -hmm. tuned, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube and click the bell so that you get notifications because you're going to see a lot of extra stuff coming up from us this week. Yeah. So be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, leave us a review over on Apple. And as always, thanks for being here. We are the True Crime Squad. Take care. <laughs>